Uh, we're talking to Michael Scheid, who's a senior analyst at uh, SJ Consulting Group. Um, Michael, for those of us who may not be all that familiar with SJ Consulting Group, could you tell us a little bit about the company and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Dan. Uh, SJ Consulting Group is a research in logistics, transportation, and consulting firm that focuses solely on the freight transportation market. We cover all aspects of freight transportation from parcel to LTL, truckload, rail, air, and ocean. The company was founded in 1993 by Satish Jindal, who was instrumental in the startup and success of RPS, which is now FedEx Ground. Uh, some of our services include uh, industry analysis and benchmarking, yield management strategies, merger and acquisition due diligence, and as part of our ongoing research in the transportation and logistics space, we compile a list of the top uh, transportation companies and trucking companies for various industry trade journals like Transport Topics. Okay, great, thank you. Um, and we did appreciate uh, your help in putting this list together. Um, um, wonder if you could tell us a little bit about um, uh, how the list was compiled uh, and uh, what you may have learned uh, from doing this project. Sure. So uh, when we set out to do this list, we were looking to uh, create a list that has uh, never existed uh, or never been made available to the to the public. Um, we put together various lists on uh, companies in the top trucking segments like LTL truckload, as well as a global logistics list and even a, a list of the global transportation service providers. But we have never done one that focuses only on companies that own their assets. So the companies that own their trucks, trains, ships, and airplanes. So what we did is uh, we, we, we did a lot of research on the largest companies in the transportation space, figured out how much revenue they have from uh, the assets that they own and uh, used that to build the list. Mm -hmm. um, something interesting that I learned from the list is the large extent to which railroads still play in uh, global transportation. Uh, if you look at the US, the uh, rail market comprises about 10% of domestic U.S. transportation revenues, but uh, within the list, the railroads were the largest segment by far, and they accounted for $200 billion, or about a third of the $600 billion in revenues on the list. Which may tell you something about the state of infrastructure development uh, uh, elsewhere in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it seems yeah. like uh, rail is, more is a bigger focus than, you know, even trucking, where uh, these companies have more established uh, infrastructure. Sure. Um, one of the things that surprised me, uh, uh, Michael, was the number of state-owned companies on the list. Um, I counted 12, including railroads uh, in China, Russia, even Germany, uh, and an air freight carrier even. Um, what can you tell us about the, the freight hauling capabilities of these companies, and are they comparable to uh, the private commercial carriers? Sure. Well, there are some of the uh, state-owned companies uh, operate market monopolies like the Russian railways, the Chinese railways. So they have the, the ability to set their own service and rates. But some of the other state-owned companies actually compete in the private market. Uh, Deutsche Bahn owes, owns DB Schenker, the big logistics company. Uh, Emirates, the uh, airline based in UAE, they operate a cargo division with, which competes against other cargo airlines. In the uh, uh, state-owned Chinese container ship lines, they uh, they compete against privately and publicly owned container ship lines. So these companies really have to, you know, make sure that they're adequate with price and service in order to be able to win customers' business. Mm -hmm. Do you see any trend uh, towards uh, privatization of these companies um, more than we've seen already? Or 
Um, I, I don't see any uh, increase or decreasing trend uh, of privatization. Uh, Russian railways have talked about going private, uh, but that really hasn't taken off much. Um, conversely, uh, these public, uh, or excuse me, state-owned companies have actually made recent acquisitions of uh, privately and publicly held firms like Russian Railways, which purchased the logistics operator Jeffco a few years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, Toll Group, which is on the list, was purchased by the state-owned uh, Japan Post. Even uh, the two Chinese uh, state-owned container ship lines, Costco and China Shipping Group, are talking about mer merging. So I, I think there's more potential for that to happen rather than the, uh, the companies to go, uh, uh, the state-owned companies to be uh, privatized. Okay. Uh, another thing that's interesting, I think, for our readers uh, to see is the, how the, these companies break down by mode um, and where they're based, obviously. Um, uh, there are only five companies, by my reckoning, on the list that are sort of pure trekking companies, and one of those, J.B. Hunt, is mostly an intermodal carrier, right? So we see um, rail and um, Ocean transport has been much bigger uh, factors in the global freight market. Uh, what, what else can you tell us, I guess, about um, the modal um, breakdown of, of the companies on this list and, uh, and their uh, ability to compete uh, with each other? Sure. Yeah, I think, I think the list really reflects... Uh, the global aspects of the uh, transportation and logistics industries, because I, like you said, there are more ocean carriers ranked on the list than uh, any other group of companies. There are 18 in total. Um, and ocean is the dominant mode for moving goods between countries, across oceans, across borders, uh, as compared to only three air freight carriers. So it shows you that you know, the concentration of uh, moving goods uh, via ocean rather than via rail. Um, yeah, as you said, there are only five trucking companies on the list, including J.B. Hunt, which is mainly intermodal. And uh, despite the U.S. market being $700 billion for trucking, uh, these companies only represent $22 billion. So it shows you that trucking companies aren't as large globally. Um, they are large within the U.S., but that's not, uh, it's not as common to have such large asset-based trucking companies elsewhere in the globe. Yeah. Um. It was interesting also the, the the total freight revenue that you calculated for these 50 companies was over 600 billion dollars, uh, which is huge. Mm -hmm. And total revenue for these companies approaches one trillion dollars. Uh, uh, to me, that's uh, surprising. Uh, and um, um, do you know off the top of your head that you know how this compares to the size of the uh, the worldwide? Uh, uh, transportation marketplace? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know the last time that I saw a number on the you know, worldwide transportation marketplace. I, I, you know, like you said, the total revenues for these companies add up to a, a trillion. So uh, clearly the uh, the total market is above a trillion. I'd, uh, I, I think these companies could probably uh, hold maybe 25% um, to a third of the total uh, global transportation marketplace. I see. Um, do you also feel like uh, these companies, as big as they are, 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 are going to get bigger? Because uh, we have seen some deals involving some very large companies here recently, including XBO's purchase of Conway, which is on the list, right? FedEx uh, making a bid for TNT in Europe. Uh, mm -hmm. Both those companies are listed on yep. the top 50. Do you, see, do you think we'll see more of that? 
Yeah, yeah, I expect uh, more of that to happen. Uh, the these are the large companies that have revenue or and have you know income streams to be able to buy up uh, larger competitors. Um, I, I, we'll probably see more of it on the asset based side. I think we'll also see more of it on the non asset based side. You mentioned FedEx. They also bought the non asset uh, warehousing provider Genco earlier in the year. UPS bought non asset Coyote. Um, APL Logistics was recently bought. So yeah, I think uh, I think that's a trend that's going to continue. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, uh, another thing that uh, you helped us with uh, uh, is uh, look at uh, revenues for postal operators. Now we know postal uh, uh, operators are, handle a lot of packages, so in that sense they compete with uh, parcel carriers, which are also very prominent on this list. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about what you found um, uh, when you looked at the revenues for the top postal uh, organizations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and frankly, we were a little surprised at the size of some of the postal uh, operators that we were able to find. We found 15 that did more than $3 billion in revenue. So essentially 15 of these companies would have been ranked on the uh, top 50 uh, freight list uh, from $3 billion for B-Post, which is Belgian, Belgian Post Office, up to 68 billion for the USPS uh, in China Post also does more than 60 billion and that would have ranked the companies one and two if they had been included on the top 50 freight list. Um, yeah, these companies are handling an increasing volume of packages as mail declines. Uh, they've been able to uh, find new revenue sources uh, from the uh, increasing shipping of um, uh, B2C goods through you know growing e-commerce globally. So I think uh, I think these uh, most of these companies have been been able to capitalize on that. Um, so we should expect uh, to see more direct competition between um, uh, private parcel carriers, let's say, and postal services? Um, I, I don't know if I'd say there's going to be more competition. Competition, I think competition will be sustained. Um, the, uh, the postal operators have shown that they're able to, you know, handle these volumes and often they're able to do it uh, for a price that is less than uh, what the private parcel carriers can do. So yeah, I think uh, I think it'll remain. Mm -hmm. Okay, one final question about that. Um, do you see more privatization occurring with postal organizations? Um, there's, yep, there's been some privatization in Europe already, and actually the three postal operators on the list are predominantly privately owned, including Deutsche Post, which is part of uh, DPDHL, uh, Royal Mail, which was uh, predominantly privatized a few years ago, and Post NL, which is the uh, mail division of, uh, formerly the mail division of TNT. Um, some other European postal operators are talking about privatization, including the Italian Post. Um, so it, it may occur more in Europe, uh, where it's more common. I don't think it'll occur, though, in, uh, in the U.S. or elsewhere. No? Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Michael. All right. Thanks a lot, Dan. All right.